TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Sabres Live rolls on. Uh, the good news is during the break, Marty had his, uh, what kind of Wi-Fi moment? Do we call that one, Marty? My, our Spalding Lakes Wi-Fi. It actually dregs because you're on and TSN Insider is on with us. I broke out in a full sweat yesterday at 6.07 p.m. I was live in SportsCenter and my Wi-Fi decided the first time it's happened while on SportsCenter this year, it wow. crapped out. I completely lost everything. And then I went to do my second segment and it crapped out again. Like it completely crapped out on me. I went in a full sweat, like scrambling to get, I'm on live TV. So anyway, so it's happened a couple of times here. I'm going to have to get that fixed, but uh, yeah. uh, yeah. Well, the good news is Marty, uh, Darren didn't want to say it, but the ratings actually shot through the roof. As soon as uh, your Wi-Fi <laughs> dropped and sports has never seen better numbers for that moment. So it's a fair point. Yeah. yeah. We're just, okay, here well, let's go facts. into business. Let's talk business instead of my <laughs> terrible Wi-Fi here. Yeah. Um, Dregs, let's start with the Sabres because they re-signed them because Gergensons. Um, they did re-sign Caliposo as well. They signed, uh, re-signed Lucas Rusek. They made some moves. Um, and, is they still looking for a top 4D? Is it going to happen before the draft? What's happening with Saberland? Well, you know, I, I kind of sound like a broken record because every week we talk about what Kevin Adams is trying to do. And like so many other general managers, I mean, there's a whirlwind of conversation and, and trade discussions happening. But it kind of feels like we're also in a window now with the draft looming where teams are just kind of pulling back a little bit. Not to say that we aren't going to see trades you know, before the, the middle of next week. We definitely are. Um, but I, I, I think that there's a bit of a waiting scenario that's unfolding here as well. Adams and company have had those conversations. I'm sure he's in constant communication with Craig Conroy and the Calgary Flames over Noah Hannafin, right? I mean, ongoing speculation. We talked about it on Tuesday on Insider Trading is that guys like Hannafin, Backlund, they're not likely going to extend in Calgary. Well, Noah Hannafin as a as a as a trade bait target is a significant piece and of interest to a lot of teams around the NHL for for clear reasons. So I'm not definitely linking him uh, as saying top priority for Kevin Adams, but 
again, all along, we've talked about the want to uh, to bolster that blue line, to add a top four. And unless you're certain you're going to be able to maybe grab a not Matt Dumber or somebody like that in free agency, the idea of making that trade with a Victor Olofsson scenario kind of still sitting out there is uh, that's that's more in the appetite, I think, of Buffalo at this stage. And quickly, Dan, if you uh, mm-hmm. allow me a, a quick follow-up. Um, <laughs> Kevin Adams, uh, Jerry Fortin, they talked to the media yesterday here in Buffalo. Um, and the 13th pick, like the question is always, could the Sabres move the 13th overall pick? Um, yeah. What would it take for the Sabres to move that pick? Is it like a grand slam home run player that's available? Or could they package it with something maybe if they want to make a bigger splash all of the above i I mean and i know that's not giving you a definitive answer but you can't really have one until you're in nashville and and you're part of that process you you know you can have parameter discussions where you know you you speak to adams and you ask look are you interested in moving up are you interested in moving down um you know if 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 a top defenseman is available to Buffalo, well, guess what that team is asking for, right? They want that pick okay. as part of the deal. Um, but full disclosure, I have not specifically asked Kevin if he'd entertain. I, I I think he would, but then I'm trying to think of okay, well, what sort of defenseman are we talking about, and and who is that? That seems like a lot for Noah Hannafin, but if you can get him extended. Um, maybe it isn't. 13th pick, guys, is going to be a good player. It is. Mm-hmm. This This is a fairly substantial draft. And, uh, you know, I concede to my colleagues, Craig Button and Bob McKenzie, who are doing the final draft ranking show today. But there's apprehension among teams, certainly picking in the top 10, to move down for that very reason. They know that they're going to get a good player. And maybe that dips below 15 and maybe all the way through the first round as well. Yeah, I haven't been that close to obviously uh, as your counterparts in in Craig Button and, and Bob and uh, Marty, even yourselves, and in, in digging into this draft. But I did have time and and actually work at the combine this year, and I, I did it yeah. for a first time experience. To be honest with you, uh, and it you're right, the the buzz around just the talk around everybody there was that nobody was seemed to be really in a rush to be the team right. that made a decision too early on someone that they felt really could be. Uh, and we're talking with a long time NHL career ahead of them. And there's, yeah. you know, you've got obviously your, your number one pick, but beyond that, it seemed to be that you know, the plethora of first round players are guys you can, as much as you can count on anything in the draft, this might be the one where you're saying, look, we can, if we pick yeah. the right player, we could have someone that is either a really good asset to make a move later, or could be in the organization for a decade. And we're going to get something out of that guy. And that sure. seemed to be the talk. I, and I'm with you. And I, I get that same sort of feeling from the managers that I'm talking to. And a lot of these guys, as they should, they defer to their amateur scouting staff, right? Um, and it always depends. You know, are we going to see a shocker in the first three, four picks? I don't think so. I, I, I really don't. I mean, there's lots of talk around what becomes a Matvey uh, Mishkov, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Russian sensation. Um, could he drop? all the way down into that 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 slot, that feels like a pretty big stretch to me. This guy is a real good hockey player, but the geopolitics around him is real. And the concerns with that pick from Montreal in the five spot all the way down are also very, very real. Um, So if you're the Montreal Canadiens sitting at five, and you've made the determination based on your interviewing that you're not taking Mishkov, but there's another player that you think you can – 
you can get maybe at, at seven, eight, you know, now you're talking Philadelphia and Washington, you know, potentially there's a reason to, to trade down from, from that point. So all of that stuff I'm sure is percolating, but until you get on the draft floor, it's really difficult to execute a deal like that. Okay. So these are the prospect and the draft next week in Nashville, uh, Wednesday and Thursday round one is Wednesday, uh, second round and more is Thursday. Uh, but yeah. there is movement and especially goalie movement. We saw three goalies get in the hall of fame yesterday, yes, uh, we you did. know, with Lundqvist, Barrasso and Vernon. So we got to <laughs> talk goalies because they're stealing the spotlight right now. Connor Hellebuck and the New Jersey Devils. Is that yeah. the marriage, a marriage that may happen? And will it be an expensive prenuptial Oof. agreement uh, if it happens? Well, well, if it's as expensive as some of us have been speculating on, like Andre Vasilevsky, 9.5 million AAV expensive. <laughs> I think that that's going to be too much for Tom Fitzgerald and the New Jersey Devils. They love the goalie. They love the idea of Connor Hellebuck stabilizing that position in New Jersey. Um, but you do have to go through a process. I don't, I don't believe that they're on the cusp of closing on that deal. And I, I can appreciate Hellebuck's position with this as well. Um, but I, I think that it needs to be explored a little bit further. You know, it's not that Connor Hellebuck is flat out saying, okay, I need to make at least what Andre Vasilevsky is making, or we're not having a conversation and I'm not interested in going there. That's not true. What he's interested in is winning and going to a contending team. So what he might ask in terms of a contract extension, and he has a year, a year left at 6.2, what he might ask from one team could be completely different from another team, You know, depending on their cap status, where they're at, and how good a fit he is in terms of thinking that he's got an excellent chance to, to win the Stanley Cup. But there's no question that the New Jersey Devils have interest. They do. So... Is there a suitor that would pay that much money or close to it in your mind? It's a, I don't think so at this point, Dan. Um, unless, you know, he's willing to go to a team that has cap space and, you know, he looks at as, as being a potential contending team in the next two, three years. Right. Um, but, you know, he's also not going to contractually dive from you know what could be an expected annual average salary of nine plus dipping down into the sevens as an example i mean there's there's got to be some appreciation for the resume of of connor hellebuck and you know when you look around the goalie market besides hellebuck you're looking at john gibson you know is there enough left in the tank there to take on that contract some say yes i'm saying nah, i'm not so sure and then you know, you have to look at the unrestricted free agent market for goaltenders, and that gets a little bit more interesting, I think, for teams that are, you know, a suitor for an upgrade in goal. And then you always look at, at what the trade market looks like on a lower tier. So Connor Elbuck's in a real good place, you know, to, to get the extension that he desires, maybe not the nine and a half, but from a team that, uh, you know, could be perceived as a contender at this point or close to it. So I did a little exercise using Cap Friendly this morning, Dreger. Okay. There's only yeah. two goaltenders that are making more than nine and a half million. One is Sergey Bobrovsky. We talked about his yeah. $10 million contract. Andre Vasilevsky, nine and a half, right? Andre Vasilevsky yeah. signed his deal when he was 26 years old. Connor Hellebuck is 30 and will be yeah. 31 when his contract that is currently yeah. have one more year left will expire. Nine mm. and a half million to a 31 yeah. year old is insane. 
Yeah. Insane. I'm not. It's a big number. It's know. a huge number. The drop off from from Vasilevsky at nine and a half. The next goaltender on the list is John Gibson at six point four million. Yeah. Like, could we split the medals? Say that Halibut is a seven and a half million dollar goalie, not a nine and a half, and go on with our merry way. Yeah, like, push it to eight, maybe. Yeah. I, and again, doesn't it always depend on on? And that's I think what Dan was getting at. Like, if you identify the geography of this, it makes some sense, right? I mean, uh, I don't, Tampa Bay Lightning aren't looking for a goaltender. The Florida Panthers certainly aren't looking for a goaltender. The Vegas Golden Knights have proven that you can have a carousel of goaltenders and still hoist the Stanley Cup. And and the, the Colorado Avalanche did something similar. So I think that that also kind of puts Kevin Shoveldy up the Winnipeg Jets in a bit of a jam here is that, there is some recency bias here and there's sticker shock and teams are looking at what Vegas did and what Colorado did. And they're like, okay, well maybe we don't need to invest that much in one goalie. But Marty, I mean, how many elite goalies are actually there as starters in the league? And I, I would argue that Hellebuck is in that, is in that category oh. of being an elite goaltender, right? He's, he's, so, he's top 10 every year. And yeah. then you look at the amount of minutes he plays and, but also that's the risk. He's yeah. played so many minutes. He's got so many miles under the hood right now. When he gets to 33, 34, is yeah. it going to break down, right? Are yeah. you going to have to call in the warranty and say, hey, listen, I need a lot of repairs. So that's the worry for me with Connor Hellebuck. Sure. And, and But yeah. listen, we talked about Hellebuck and the Sabres a couple of times. Um, I mean, there's no way, right? There is no way Kevin Adams would even entertain nine and a half million for Connor Hellebuck, I can't especially knowing you have it. Devin Levi like waiting in the wings, right? Yeah, that well, and and what do you think Shovel Day off and the Winnipeg Jets are going to ask for if they're yeah. engaging in that conversation, right? Um, I I mean, every time I've talked to Kevin about an upgrading goal, he's downplayed it. Now that's not to say that he he wouldn't entertain a possibility. Of course he would, right? I mean, to to get a little bit better. You're always interested in doing that. It doesn't matter what the position is. But, you know, he keeps emphasizing that defense is, is where they need the upgrade. And then he's got some other contracts like Tyson Jost and go down the list that he's engaged with and, and trying to get done. So I don't think Buffalo's making a big splash and growth. Well, and I think, too, and then we'll move on from this point because it's, it's a great one, but it's it's a hockey discussion, which I like about it, is that you mentioned it. You know, what Vegas was able to do and how they played in front of of Hill who did play yeah. spectacular. He was spectacular in the moments that he had to be, at least in my opinion, Agreed. saves yeah. he was making were outstanding. They were Stanley cup caliber saves at the same time, the workload Marty, as you and I were talking about earlier in this show was maybe not as much as it could have been for a, another goaltender, different situation. That is strictly a compliment to how amazing when mm. Vegas got the puck on their stick, they rarely yeah. gave it back. So um, I agree with you. Some there was some proof yeah. in the pudding that to your point about Kevin suggesting, look, if we if we lock it down even better in front of our guy with uh, uh, the right defenseman to go with who we already who with who we already think are blue chip defensemen we're going to have around here for a long time, our goaltending could look that much better, and we don't have to spend an extra seven million to make it happen. Um, yeah, Coyotes always an interesting situation going on there. Um, this morning reading, and I see that you've talked about it as well in insider trading about how they want to approach kind of putting their team together. Let's say as of today, moving forward compared to maybe discussions that might've gone on a year ago as to how they wanted yeah. to do this. Has there been a shift in the way that they want to kind of be architects here with this? Yeah. And, and I, for a, a little reasons. bit, a little bit. I, I mean, 
you know, they're still very much in the draft and, and development mode. Uh, they're looking to to acquire some experienced players, and they've got the draft collateral to do it. I mean, look at the number of draft picks that the Arizona Coyotes have this year and next year. You can't sign all of those players. I mean, that's currency. So I think Bill Armstrong is is trying to be busy. Uh, quickly, because we have to go to break. The Arizona Coyotes have 12 picks this year. Yeah, they have 11 yeah. players signed right now on Cap Friendly. So, yeah, exactly. They do. Uh, by the way, uh, yeah. Duffer sends his love. He says, Dregs, have a love great Duffer. weekend because he always says have a great weekend. And thanks for joining us again. Uh, Dan, you want to take us to break? Uh, you just did, Marty. I, you yeah. made the job easy. Yeah, that was I get flawless. I said it last night to Alan Davis. You know, I was once told, doesn't matter how many words you use, you still get paid the same as long as they're good ones. <laughs> awesome. Well, okay. Well, listen, Dregs, have a great weekend. Thanks for hey, joining guys. us. We'll be back here on Sabres Live. One last little break coming up here after the break. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 